When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Not screwing around tonight, people. Not screwing around at all. Buckle your chin straps. We have got NFL football in the form of two preseason games. Number one, about to kick off the Patriots hosting the Texans. If you're into this sort of thing. (laughs) I'm certainly not. The Texans minus three, total of 37, 7 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, I get these in Pacific times. Always screw that up. Seattle hosting Minnesota. Seahawks minus three and a half, total 37. Alongside Michael Rothstein, I'm Joe Fortenball. Welcome to Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Rothstein, this is the first time you and I have worked together, is it not? I believe it is, which is amazing because I've been all over the the ESPN radio radio programming calendar in the last few months. So we, we just keep missing each other. We're like ships passing in the night. Yeah, I'm very selective. I'm very selective about well, who I will share. The, I'm just kidding. I, thank you for an, finally picking me. I feel honored, <laughs> and um, I, I feel like I've won an Oscar, and I feel like I, I finally won the Emmy I didn't win in May. Thanks to everybody for the opportunity. Thanks to my parents. Thanks for everyone <laughs> believing in me. Uh, floor is yours, buddy. Like, let's get into this thing tonight. Uh, Texans are going to debut C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick in the draft out of Ohio State. Will Anderson, the number three pick in the NFL draft out of Alabama. He also is debuting for the Texans tonight. Let's start with C.J. Stroud. If you're Houston, new rookie head coach D'Amico Ryan's in the organization, how do you deploy him tonight? You play him. Probably because he's a rookie, you play him a quarter. You you get him some reps. He's going to be your QB1. That is pretty clear. I don't care what smoke and mirrors they might throw out about Davis Mills. He, You drafted a number two overall. You know potentially you're maybe not going to be that good even though you're in a bad division. You want to get him as much work and as much reps as possible in the regular season. So you're playing him like kind of a second-year starter in some ways where you're going to play him a quarter. Let Davis Mills take you the rest of the way, maybe second and third quarter. If they have, a th- they have a third quarterback on the roster, have him play the third or the fourth. But you get him some work, and then you sit him and you say, hey, get ready for two to three quarters next week in preseason two. Yeah, I think, I think ultra conservative is the plan tonight. More than anything else, you just want him to get a few snaps, get his feet wet, Get him the hell out of there. Two concerns if you're Houston going into this game tonight when it comes to C.J. Stroud. Concern number one, you have a bad offensive line. It is not good. I am not going to mince words, and it's also not opinion. It is a bad offensive line, and there are injuries. You don't want him sitting in the pocket three, four, five seconds getting teed off on by the New England defense, which leads me to point number two. This game is in New England, and there are scattered thunderstorms in the forecast for tonight. So this doesn't need to be a, we're going to get you out there for a half. We want to see the full complement of weapons. We want to see the full arsenal of what we can bring in terms of playbook deployment. No, just get some snaps, get the feet wet, get the hell out of there. I'm curious, do you think, everyone's talking about him starting week one. They opened the season against the Ravens. 
That is one of the worst possible landing spots. They're the biggest underdog on the board. The Ravens are going to be the number one survivor pick in week one. More on that as we degenerates get closer to week one. I mean, do you see him starting the season as QB1? Yeah, I, I, I do. You drafted him number two overall, and it's not like a situation like Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis where you should also start Anthony Richardson if you're the Colts, by the way, because he has no experience. Cool. But CJ... But C.J. Stroud is a guy you need to understand to be your guy because the worst thing that can happen to you in some ways if you're Houston is you start Davis Mills and Davis Mills goes out and somehow beats the Ravens. And then how can you (laughs) move on from Davis Mills and you drafted C.J. Stroud number two overall and you know what Davis Mills is and is not. So you pretty much have to go with this. And also, if you're practicing as such, why mess around with that? Just he's good. What are you going to do? Wait until there's a favorable matchup. You're the Texans. You're one of the worst teams in the league. Speaking of Davis Mills, uh, quick aside. What a neck! Have you ever acknowledged <laughs> the neck on that guy? He is in the neck Hall of Fame alongside Merton Hanks. I don't know who else has an all-time long neck, but Davis Mills has a neck like a giraffe, and I say it out of admiration. It is a thick attractive, muscled-up neck, but it is one of the all-time necks. So if you've never seen this before and you turn on this preseason game tonight, at least make sure you get one glimpse of this neck. This leads me into another important question. As a gambler, potential Bill O'Brien revenge game here. He's the new offensive coordinator of the Patriots. He used to coach for the Texans. Great opportunity for O'Brien to stick it to his former team. If you are playing the revenge game card in the preseason, you are the problem, sir. You are the problem. <laughs> problem, solution, it's all the same thing. Uh, he's Michael Rothstein. I'm Joe Fortval. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Game is underway. Stroud on first down, completes a pass for eight yards. So uh, he's off and running this season. What do you make of Houston? They've got a win total. I like to use the Vegas stuff as a jumping off point. Win total is six and a half. They only won three games last year. It's not the most daunting of schedules, but it's a team with a lot of holes. There's a lot they need to figure out between now and when they get competitive. Here's the thing with them. They're sneaky because their division is awful outside of Jacksonville. I I don't have any confidence in Tennessee, and the Colts might be the second-worst team in the NFL, or as I like to put it, worst team in the NFL, non-Arizona Cardinals dumpster (laughs) issue division. So you look at that, and you say, well, if they can get C.J. Stroud going, if Will Anderson is what we think Will Anderson is, I like Nico Collins as a receiver, they have Damian Pierce as a running back, they're a team that, you're talking six wins, they could be going into week 16, week 17 type situation, week 18, hanging around that line. I would not say absolutely the under on them. I would be very concerned about that. If I could bet the actual number, I I maybe would because they're just a team that if D'Amico Ryans can get it together, we know he's going to have a good defense. We we know it because he's such a good schematic defensive coach. They're going to steal some wins there late in the season. He seems like he's going to be one of those player-type coaches as well, one of the guys that the locker room rallies around, kind of like a Vrabel, kind of like a Dan Campbell, former player, not far removed from his playing days, so relatable, which is what you need as much as anything when it comes to coaching. Relatable, someone that can connect with the players in some way, shape, or form, as C.J. Stroud on first down takes his first sack 
of his NFL career. So things are off and running in Houston. Let's fire this off real quick. He's one of my favorite guys in the business, the ass man, Jake Asman, ESPN 97.5 in Houston on Greeny, talking about how Stroud is viewed within the Texans organization right now. The reason why Stroud's been getting all the reps with the ones after a quarterback rotation the first week of camp between Stroud and the incumbent Davis Mills is because Stroud's looked better. And the teammates around him have started to buy in. Laramie Tunsil, the highest-paid player on the team, all-pro left tackle. He's already been saying, the C.J. Stroud's our QB1. Titus Howard, who now unfortunately got hurt, but they paid him to be the long-term right tackle. He said the reason why they paid me is to protect C.J. Stroud going forward. So the players on the team have already talked about Stroud as if it's a foregone conclusion he's starting. D'Amico Ryans has not said that, but I would be shocked if healthy. If C- Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. is not starting week one. That's one half of the equation tonight. The Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, and their preseason matchup against the New England Patriots, who I'm curious. It might sound ridiculous to ask, but how far do you think the Patriots are from a rebuild? Ponder it for a second. We're going to talk about that next. He's Michael Rossi, and I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. I would like to apologize to everybody out there for forgetting Mike Glennon. In the Neck Hall of Fame. (laughs) We're watching this uh, preseason game between the Texans and the Patriots. Stroud throws an interception on the opening drive. Patriots are in field goal range. They do nothing, so they settle for the field goal. Davis Mills will eventually be the quarterback. My big takeaway there is an immaculate neck. Merton Hanks, an immaculate neck. Forgot Mike Lennon. Good friend of mine, John, texted me. How do you forget Mike Lennon in the Neck Hall of Fame? To be honest, the Neck Hall of Fame just became a thing in the last few minutes. So, yes, I want to apologize for that, but that's three. Triple H, say ESPN, if you've got others for the Neck Hall of Fame, maybe it turns into a thing tonight. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Joe Fortenball. Welcome to the show. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Houston on one side of the first preseason game tonight. The Patriots on the other. Interesting season coming up for New England. It ain't no fun when the Rabbits got the gun. The Patriots, owning the AFC East for two decades, now find themselves 
in the eyes of Las Vegas, to be the worst team in their own division in terms of odds, win totals, you name it, dead last in the AFC East. We know about Josh Allen and the Bills. Aaron Rodgers joins the Jets. Dolphins on the rise with Tua Tunga-Vailoa if he can stay healthy. And then there's New England. 25-25 and since Tom Brady left. A perfect 500. Absolute average. One trip to the postseason. It was as a seventh seed. They played a wild card game at Buffalo. They got absolutely destroyed in that game. I'm curious, Michael. Mac Jones enters year three. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been awful. Between Jones and Belichick and the way this season's trending, what do you think is the timeline for when Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, starts thinking to himself, we're going full-on rebuild here. We're going to bring in a new coaching staff. We're going to look for a new quarterback. You've got to remember, too, not only is Bill Belichick the head coach, but he's also the general. I have a tough time seeing them move on, moving on from Bill Belichick in totality. Like, how is there not a situation where the Jets just didn't come off a bye and the Patriots were playing, like, their third road game in a row and someone was hurt and they were able to take advantage of the late score? Like, that is pathetic in, a, in the pros. In college, <laughs> I get it. Bam is going to hammer Vanderbilt every year. But in the pros, that shouldn't happen over that period of time. I can see 0-5. I'm going to be honest. I'm not predicting it. I could see you losing the opener at home to Philly. I could see Miami coming up and eking one past you. I can see you going to the Jets and losing. I can see you going to Dallas and getting caught. And then you're 0-4. I could see New Orleans coming to town in an ugly game and getting that win. I would uh, not be shocked. Patriots 20-1 to to be the last winless team in the NFL. I'm just throwing that out there. 20-1 sure. to to be the last winless team in the NFL. I'm going to give you something else. Probably not you, you, you want to know the last time the Jets have beaten the Patriots in regulation? When? 2010. And you have to go another five years to find a regulation win? Yeah, because the last the, the two times they won in the 2010, from 2011 on was in overtime at home. So, by the way. 10 was Sanchez. Who was 15? Who was oh, quarterbacking the Jets in 15? I, I do not Ryan know the answer. There you go. Is that is that being said with confidence or is that a guess? Both. I mean, it's a confident if, guess. If, if yes. only we had. You got. I a see you way. on the Zoom. You moved extraordinarily quick to that microphone. If it's right, I'm impressed. And you pulled this crap last night, and you were right, and I was impressed. If this is two in a row, this is something for you. I'm Nick looking Hardy. it up. I'm looking it up right now. By the way, just to I'm be glad clear, you're both looking it up. I'll just go ahead and Ryan talk about Fitzpatrick backup Geno Smith. Thank you. Okay, there you go. Congratulations, wait, 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 wait. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Geno was the backup, or Fitzpatrick backed up Geno. Geno backed up. Yeah, Geno. Okay, was so the you were right. Yes, that's good. That's that's impressive. Two days in a row. Yeah, you know what? Start my opinion on you starting to swing, pal. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. You just went up a notch that puts you at notch one, as they like to say. You know. Snoop by the way. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Perry Matfield is uh, very has has shuddered during this entire conversation wherever he is in the world and, and doesn't know why. Who is I don't know who that, that is. that's Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> He's married to an actress named Perry Matfield, and so I was saying Mr. Oh, Perry Matfield. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Sanchez, I'm assuming was the 2010 win, but we don't need to get into that today. Um, all right. Nice work, everybody. Feels like we really got through that whole thing. We actually have calls on the Neck Hall of Fame. You know what? Hang tight. I want to hear who's on there. Merton Hanks, uh, Davis Mills, and we've also got Mike Glennon. Coming up, Buffalo. Coming off a disappointing season. Will they be able to bounce back? We're going to continue our NFL two-a-days. He's Michael Rossi, and I'm Joe Fortenball. This is ESPN Radio. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast.
barn burner brewing at Foxborough right now. <laughs> Patriots three, Texans nothing. Football is back. Drink it in. Love it for all its flaws here in the preseason. C.J. Stroud struggling. Who cares? Get out there. Get your feet wet. Kid's going to be all right. Fun to watch. We got Seahawks, Vikings a little bit later as well. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Joe Fortenbaugh. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We're going to get to NFL two days in just a moment. We stumbled into some ridiculousness here. Talking about the Texans earlier. Davis Mills came up. The man has an exquisite neck. It is just an extraordinarily long, thick, muscular neck. We started talking about the neck Hall of Fame. Don't judge us. Merton Hanks is in there. I got a text from a friend, Mike Lennon, former Buccaneers and Bears quarterback. He's in there. Mark's on the phone. He's calling from Honolulu. Mark, we appreciate the call. Your thoughts on the Neck Hall of Fame? I have got a running back to add to the Neck Hall of Fame. Um, let's see if you can guess him. He actually played with a stacked um, backfield uh, with the Chiefs. He played with um, Christian Okoye. The Nigerian Nightmare. No, he played with Okoye, and he played with Barry Word. It was a three-headed uh, backfield. I don't, I don't remember him. Third, from, I don't remember him from Tecmo Bowl, so I can't help you. Who's the third guy? No, Harvey Williams. Do you remember him? Harvey Williams going old school on us. I'm gonna have to look that up. No, well, I know I Harvey Williams. I don't remember the neck. Yeah, Harvey. yeah. I mean, you know, I thought he took the cake, but then I googled the guys you were mentioning, and yeah, your guys are longer, but at the running back position, they tend to have shorter necks. So he's he's definitely in the Hall of Fame, and you know, at that position. We appreciate the call. Neck Hall of Fame versatile. They don't just all have to be long necks. They can be no necks. They can be linebackers that are all traps. They can be <laughs> NBA players or baseball players as well, not limited to football. Rothstein, before we move on here, any candidates? You've had plenty of time to think I, about this. I, I've got two. Chris Bosch, his long neck is glorious. and yeah, Paul po- very long. Very long. And Paul Puzlesny, the, line, the old Penn State linebacker. He, you don't need to tell me. He, he has no – like it's, it's head – shoulders then knees it's, and toes it's like for him, head and that's into it. pectoralis major muscles it's like yeah. no neck no top of neck bottom of neck it's like right <laughs> into the lungs from the lungs springs the head this is ridiculous let's get into two days hey let's go do our job man nfl nation two a day on espn radio the Buffalo Bills. Blue 58! Go! This is Elena Getzenberg covering the Bills, and the biggest storyline for Buffalo going into training camp is how and if the Bills' offense can take a step forward in year two under Ken Dorsey. The Bills' offense was inconsistent in the second half of the 2022 season. Going into this year, the front office addressed some of the issues by adding to the skill positions and the interior of the offensive line. The lingering question, though, is if those additions were enough with teams effectively taking away Stefan Diggs at times last year, leading in part to some lingering frustration. Quarterback Josh Allen said that he needs to adjust his game to avoid turnovers and to stay as healthy as possible, including making better decisions on when to take hits. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 days on ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Radio. 
I got people on Twitter sending me neck pictures from from all over the place. It's, it's yeah, really your your night your night's over now. Congratulations! I'm you're done. Just, S- you're, sorry, you're, honey. You're twi- sorry, kids. Your Twix account is just going to be one giant neck by the end of the night. <laughs> Mike Lennon in the game by or not Mike Lennon. Uh, Davis Mills in the game now for the Texans. If you want to see that neck in action, all right. So here we go. The Buffalo Bills. Where does Vegas see them this year? Nine to one to win the Super Bowl. Those are the third best odds behind Kansas City, who's your favorite, and then the Philadelphia Eagles plus four seventy five to win the AFC that is just behind Kansas City Cincinnati was up there but the division's tough the Burrow injury has skewed it a little bit and then plus 125 to win the AFC East all right AFC East has changed last year runaway odds on favorites now you've got Miami on the rise you got Aaron Rodgers in the division the Patriots naturally so here we go 13 and 3 last year remember only 16 games because of the DeMar Hamlin game in which Hamlin went down back at training camp, which is fantastic. So that game against Cincinnati ended up being canceled. Plus 169 point differential, which is insane. When you compare it to the rest of the league, there wasn't a single team outside of the Niners that had a better point differential last year, but lost in the divisional round at home to the Cincinnati Bengals in a wildly disappointing performance. Ross Vane, what do you think this is going to be? Is it a situation where Buffalo rekindles what they were a couple years ago, maybe makes the true push to the AFC Championship game and beyond, or was last year a telling sign that maybe somehow they've missed their window? I'm thinking, starting to think it's a little bit of B. Because, oh, really? Well, Miami, man, I, I see that speed on offense. They've improved on defense. Tua, the big question there. But – I like what the Dolphins have. You think about what they have from a speed perspective. Not only are we talking about Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle, Raheem Mostert is super fast. Devin Achaney, who they drafted, incredibly fast. I don't know how you defend that if you are anyone, frankly, because you don't have guys. You don't have four guys that are that fast on your defense because if you did, some of those guys would be playing offense. And that, to me, is a concern. And also, the Jets are a very good defensive team. And their big problem last year, Joe, as you know, was the quarterback position. They seemingly have solved that. If Brees Hall comes back healthy, that offense is going to be pretty dynamic, too. It's going to be a tricky situation for the Buffalo Bills. Little little difficult for me when it comes to Buffalo. I married into Bills Mafia, so i got to watch my step and my tone when I talk yes, about the do. Bills, love the fan base, love the wings back there. Bar Bill is, is ranked number one for me, East Aurora. If you don't know, now you do. But I look at the team and I ask myself, I, the Stephon Diggs-Josh Allen situation, something, something's off there. I, 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 whatever the hell happened a few weeks ago when he left and wouldn't practice and there was the whole back and forth, it feels like there's something going on there. And for Diggs, he, had, he was on the outs in Minnesota, too, when they traded in the Buffalo. So we've seen stuff like this before. I hope they're past it. I don't know if they are, whatever it is. That's number one. Number two, on the plus side, I wonder if we're kind of sleeping on them a little bit this year. If, like, for some reason, even though the odds are up there, when people are going to make their picks for the AFC, we know a bunch of people are going to take the Chiefs. A bunch of people are going to take the Bengals. You're probably going to have people backing the Jets because of Rodgers. And then you'll have a mix and match of, like, the one guy who always takes the Chargers and ends up getting <laughs> fooled by that. You'll have someone who probably is one year too early on the Jaguars. Then you'll have a couple that are most likely surrender around Baltimore. I don't know how many people are going to be picking Buffalo. I think people are scared off them a little bit, and that makes me think they might be a good buy now candidate. They, they may be. 
They may be, but you heard what Elena Getzenberger, ESPN NFL Nation reporter, said about the Bills and what they're trying to focus on. And that is trying to teach Josh Allen to not take as many hits. At some point, that's going to cause problems. We saw it cause problems last season. If he hasn't learned how to handle that, then that's a big problem. I also talked to Josh Allen this offseason because he's the Madden cover athlete and don't necessarily take that out of consideration. But he's the Madden cover athlete. We were <laughs> talking Madden curse analysis. I love it. Uh, we were talking a little bit about what he was doing, and it sounded like from talking to him, his eyes weren't always in the right spot along with kind of what his body was trying to do last year. So he has to try and fix that and try to fix that in the offseason and get that right. If he can't get that right, I have major, major concerns. The last part, going back to Miami, Joe, is this. We know Jalen Ramsey not going to play for at least a little while. It is possible he's going to come back fresh in, like, December when everyone else is beat down and arguably the best corner in the NFL you're getting and ha- and has more energy and is, again, fresher. That could be an advantage for the Dolphins in a very close division. Here's another opinion on the Buffalo Bills and how the season could go. The always well-measured Chris Carlin on Greeny today alongside Chris Canty. Here's what Carlin had to say about the Bills. If we're looking for teams that are going to not meet their potential, the Bills are primed to be that team. When you factor in some potential drama if things don't go right and a tough early season schedule in the AFC, Bills are not going to make the playoffs. Because I think they're really taking some steps backward here. All it boils down to for me is what happens with Allen not turning the football over. They're going to run him less, which means he has to make better decisions. And you watch what he did in the red zone at times last year. It was head-scratching. Buffalo has the potential to fall apart early in the season. Be careful. All right, all right, all right. I should have just cut that off about (laughs) 20 seconds before it ended. They open on the road at New York against the Jets. That line's right around Pickham, Bills minus one. All right. Week two, you're hosting Las Vegas. Week three, you're at the Commanders. You're two and one. So I don't know what this slow start's all about. I don't know what the Raiders are all of a sudden with Garoppolo, who will probably be injured by week two. Washington. Then you got week four, you're hosting Miami. Week five, hosting Jacksonville. Week six, hosting the Giants. I mean, is every game a home game for the Bills this year, by the way? So, yeah, schedule late's a little tough. Kansas City, Dallas, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins, and that's after Philadelphia in a late bye week. I don't know. Odds they missed the playoffs. You can get a really good price on that. I do not see that happening. Michael Rothstein, what say you? Yeah, that, that's a tough sell for me because as much as I was pumping the tires of the Jets and the Dolphins, the Bills are the ones with the experience here. Yeah. And as long as they're able to stay largely injury-free, they're going to sneak into the playoffs. I just don't know if they're going to win the division. But I can't see them finishing any lower than second. They have good balance. They have real good balance. They're the type of team that if the offense struggles, the defense can step up. If the defense struggles, the offense can hang 35-plus. So they're in a good situation. But we'll see. We'll see how it shakes down. That's going to be a tough division. All right. The sound of the day. We're going to play the best of it. We're going to react, and we're going to do it as ridiculously as we can. Sound on, sound off is next. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Alongside Michael Rothstein, my name is Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Patriots 3, Texans nothing. About 12 minutes to go in the second quarter of our second preseason game. Seahawks-Vikings, 10 p.m. Eastern, later tonight, live from Seattle. Neck Hall of Fame. 
Don't question it. Something we stumbled into, something we've been discussing. Merton Hanks, um, Davis Mills, who's playing for the Texans. There's a third one I'm forgetting. It's an Mike important Lennon. one. Where's the third one? Mike, Mike Lennon. Lennon. Yeah, Mike. I, you know what? Write it down, Fortinball, and then you'd be able to get away from this problem. Uh, you pitched a couple, Rothstein. Who were they? I pitched Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees, Chris Bosh, and Paul Puzlesny. Yeah, Puzlesny showing up in my Twitter feed like crazy. A extraordinary neck, lots of girth. Charles McDowell, I don't believe he's an athlete. It appears to be a mugshot, although I'm not sure. Look that one up. Just Google Charles McDowell neck. I, I, don't, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. I will leave your imagination and your Googling to figure that whole thing out. Another caller, triple eight say ESPN, triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Neck Hall of Fame. Mike Stanton Island. Mike, we appreciate the call. What do you got? Mike. Hey Mike. Yeah, we're Hello. here. We're working. Yeah, what are you doing? Hey, I just want to comment on the like the neck hall of fame. Good, go ahead. Uh, yes, I think you guys forgot Takeo Spikes and uh, Maurice Jones Drew. Outstanding work. Staten Island coming strong. Had not thought of Maurice Jones-Drew. Twitter feed filled with Takeo Spikes. Yes, yes there are. It's, I'm looking it, at it. It's, it's, it is. If you go into the mentions here, it's nothing but that, and everyone's submitting pictures as well. <laughs> I mean, even Albert Breer, who, who works for SI, has joined the conversation and sent us a Takeo Spikes picture with no second, quote, no second place. Good job, the, Bert. The, the neck is trying to swallow the head. If you study the right <laughs> angle of Takeo Spikes, the neck is trying to swallow the head. I, I, that's the best way I can describe it. I don't know how you find a shirt that you can button all the way up with a neck like that. All right, let's keep it cooking. Nick Cardi, producer extraordinaire, red hot with the trivia lately. And uh, coming with the facts on short notice, you've been doing an excellent job. You are here to take on sound on to take over for sound on sound off. I'm going to get out of your way. Do your thing, son. They said it. But what do they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. All right, guys, we'll start with Diana Rossini. She was on ESPN Radio this morning, and she spoke about if the Jets have a target on their back for the upcoming season. Take a listen. They absolutely do. And I sort of look at them now almost like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs here. Whenever teams face the Chiefs, they always bring their A game. And Aaron Rodgers is likable, but also at the same time through this process, I think there's a lot of people who want to see him fail. They want to see the New York Jets make such a big investment and then turn up at the end of the season out of the playoffs. So the target of, I mean, I think of any team, of any team in the NFL right now, the New York Jets had the biggest target on their back. Rusini just like is really enjoying that conversation. She was like. very happy with she, having that conversation. You can just tell she is smiling ear to ear. She is saying that. I'm sorry, Nick. I had to get that in there. I don't know. She takes such pleasure in that. All right, go ahead. Ask your question. Fire away. I'm right with her. I hope the Jets fall flat on their face. But Joe, do you agree? <laughs> okay, Giants. Uh, sorry, they're playing our stadium. Joe, do you agree that the Jets have the biggest target on their back? Man, that's a good question. Uh, I would say I'd say no because again, I still think it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been kicking everyone's butt for five years. I know they haven't won five straight Super Bowls, but they're the they're just a, head and shoulders what they have done, what Mahomes has done. 
what Kelsey's done, Andy Reid, they've just been fantastic. So I think the target belongs in Kansas City. It's just those guys tend to be likable. Everyone gets a kick out of Mahomes. Everyone gets a kick out of Kelsey. So we all kind of give them a pass if they're not our team. There's a little bit more hatred towards the Jets, but the target's close, Rusty, and the target's real close. See, I, I'm, I'm completely in disagreement with that. I'll even go far, as far to say I don't even think they have the biggest quote-unquote target on their back in their own division because we're forgetting who we were talking about earlier. You want to rule the NFL for two decades? Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Oh, you want to know? You want to know who teams would love to give a little comeuppance to? Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots every time because now they're vulnerable. We know it. We saw it the last two years. If this is a chance to go back to the conversation before of maybe putting Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots in a in a world of hurt and a big bunch of trouble, teams will want to do that. I, I'm the Jets. The thing is, other than an A.A. Ron, the Jets are kind of a likable team. Like, in terms no, of... That's, they that's, have got, I'm going to disagree in terms, with that. No, in terms Not of personalities, likable. really? I mean, Robert Sala's talking about suffocating crows. He's interesting. And also, a lot of times, the teams that are on hard knocks, they become, from fan bases, more likable because you see them on the inside. No, that's going to be a hard... That's a hard no for me right there. That That's a good sell. But no, I, the Jets That's are fair. not like Rodgers is not likable. Rodgers is comes off as extremely unlikable. He's unrelatable. Everything he does is unrelatable. That's why you can't, it's hard to like a guy when you can't relate to him at all. Like the thing that did it for <laughs> Rodgers is when he couldn't chug the beer at the Milwaukee Bucks game. That was the thing where every guy was like, oh, come on, Rodgers. Like you got to chug the beer. You got to find your way out of that situation. You can't publicly get caught stopping halfway through what – Probably was not an IPA, okay? And you, you can't just stop. You, you, you can't stop and then need to regroup. That's what did it. That, for, you, for you, that's what did it. For, for you, millions of us. For America. Uh, for America. Yeah, for America. And the aliens, too. They saw that. They were not. <laughs> oh, no, not again. Moving not on. again with the aliens. Please, no, no more aliens. Harry Douglas. Ben Rivera is happy somewhere. Harry Douglas is on ESPN Radio this afternoon, and he believes that Tyreek Hill might do something only one receiver has done in the history of the NFL. Take a listen. Tyreek Hill's one of the scariest wide receivers in the National Football League because speed kills. We just seen what he did to my guy Trey Flowers for the Atlanta Falcons at their joint practices because, what's, because of what speed does to a secondary player. It's always in your head as soon as you line up across from a, uh, a receiver, don't get beat deep, don't get beat deep. But then next thing you know, he may break the right off or he may hit you with a double move and you're lost. So, Michael, do we believe that Tyreek Hill can get 2,000 yards bonus points if you can name the other receiver that did it? Uh, well, I can tell you for a fact that the other receiver who did it is not in existence because Calvin Johnson holds a single-season record for, at 1,964 yards. So that You just came up with that on the top of your head? Yeah, I covered the Detroit Lions for eight years, so kind of yep, had to still, know that. That's stat. impressive. Yeah, no. Do I think Tyreek Hill can get there, especially with the 17th game? Yes, if he stays healthy through 17 games and two is playing in at least 15 of them, he can get there because he can just be dynamic. Plus, Jalen Waddle's going to take another step, try, divert some more attention. So you can't quite, like we were talking about that speed earlier, Joe, you can't quite double and shade on Tyreek Hill as much as you can because of who else is on that offense. He can get there. No one cares about my take on this. Cardi, who, did, who went for 2,000 yards? Cooper Cup, two years ago. No, no he didn't. In the 18, I'm, is this article wrong? No. Yes. We'll come back and we'll, this cut, is, we'll fight this, this. Now the show has found its, its key point. This is what they call the inflection point. 
Some might want to go with the tipping point. Now we got ourselves in a pickle. I am very excited. We're going to regroup. We're going to be back. Phil Mickelson, 43 bets in one day. It's got to be discussed. Michael Rothstein, Joe Fordenball, Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.